I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Caitlin where she's going to share how you can make travel more accessible. Hey Caitlin! How are you? It's a long time no see. So we're here to talk about making travel more accessible. When you think about travel, it could be a little intimidating when you think about all the elements that go into it, especially mostly budgeting wise, I'd say. Thinking about travel as one monolithic thing will make it really scary. So you should do what you should do is break it down into its parts. You think about your flight, you think about where you're staying, you think about what you're doing, and my personal philosophy is make all your plans before you get there, and then wing it once you're there. Obviously, there are things you want to do when you're traveling, and certain things you want to hit. There is this wonderful concept in French, to be la flaneur, which is to wander around aimlessly. And the idea is that you kind of let your flights of fancies choose which direction you're going and you get lost on a bus you turn down a street that looks pretty rather than always knowing what you're doing so we make the plans before we go and we let the plans go once we get there is my thing but before we get there before we're able to flaneur we have to figure out how to uh, I mean the, the correct way or the, the most efficient ways to getting the best deal for, or the best bang for your buck specifically with uh, with flights it's so it's so easy to overpay and I think I think obviously there are a couple of hacks you could do with your own mileage and things like that, but understanding that just one site won't give you everything, even if it says it's cross-referencing. So check on a bunch of different sites. And also always make sure you're incognito browsing because about a few months ago, my friend and I were booking two flights to Mexico. I was booking it on my computer. He was booking it on his. We got the same flight. His cost $280 and mine cost $350. Same exact flight, same exact time. And it's because my my uh, browser had cash that I could, I could pay more for that. So I incognito browsed. So my, the browser didn't know where I was coming from. From, and guess what? My flight was 280. Make sure you you check across all different websites, but also check. So we usually don't like to think about that or even don't know about it, but then it really happened to you and your friend and you actually were able to compare it. So that's amazing. Why shouldn't you feel guilty about traveling? We hear it a lot. It's like, why are you spending the money to do all of these things when you should be settling down, when you should be doing this, when you should be doing that? Why shouldn't we feel guilty? about this, Caitlin? I feel like the should is something that's been so prevalent through all of our childhoods as well. It's, it's somebody that's been pressed upon us from our parents, but it's also been impressed on us from society, but also from the inside, from from what we should be doing, where, where we should be accomplishing. I think we were, we're talking about this anxiety that really drives people and it makes them feel like they're not doing enough or they're never doing enough. And I think that the whole guilty, the whole aspect of feeling guilty is really tied to this idea that you almost shouldn't be having a good time because that isn't correlated with doing the right thing necessarily. And I think what we can learn now is that these 
do not have to be entirely separate ideas. They know that you can have a good time while doing something good for you. And for me, traveling has only furthered my ability to do my job better. It has expanded my vocabulary, my language, my ability to interact with other humans, to communicate. So instead of looking at travel as like a, an entire vacation, you can also look at travel as a learning experience. And if you're looking at it as a learning experience, you shouldn't feel guilty. And there's this huge compulsion, and I say it as, especially amongst young women, to feel guilty because so much of what we're taught is to accommodate, to, to be a certain way, to, to, to have a family, to have a, a husband to have, or a wife, to have, uh, to have children by a certain age. And then we feel guilty that we're not doing these things. But we'll feel even worse if we do these things without having lived our lives first. And it's not to say that once you have a family you can't have fun, which you, you, sh you certainly can and you will, but you'll never be untethered the way that you are right now and you should embrace that rather than feeling really scared about it. And it is a scary idea because being untethered means you're floating, you're, you're free floating, you're, you're making your own way and it, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's right because you haven't seen it before. But just because you haven't seen it before doesn't, make, doesn't mean it's not right. So have a little more faith in yourself, feel a little bit less guilty and recognize that every time you travel you edify yourself in a different way. Um, and there's nothing to be ashamed of about that. Now when you finally take the steps to travel and you're not ashamed anymore and you're doing this, how do you save money while you're traveling or how do you save money to travel? So I think the two biggest expenditures while traveling is transport as well as accommodation. So figuring out different ways to lower those prices will ultimately allow you a little bit more monetary room in the rest of your traveling. So figuring out alternative housing. So hotels are great, but they're also incredibly expensive. Airbnbs are an obvious one where you can be a little bit off the beaten track. There's also, as I mentioned, couch surfing, where you can live somewhere without paying any money at all. So it's just recognizing that sometimes also that you don't need the biggest room in the world because why are you spending time in the room? Uh, you don't need to have a five-star, you know, like hotel to, to feel good. Like it's something if, even if you have a worse place, it's more, it's just even more, I don't know, like a drive to go out and do other things. So make sure, like think about the biggest, the biggest expenditures in traveling and work at, work ways out to make those lesser. Because for me, I'd rather spend less on accommodation and more on food because food is my favorite part of traveling. And I think that's one of the greatest ways not only to meet people, but also to taste a bit of culture and cuisine and to learn a little bit more about something. So make sure you're, you're cutting down on the things that cost the most so that you can spend the money on the things that you actually care about. It's definitely about prioritizing and what you enjoy the most and that's how you do it. And I see it all the time here, especially in New York City because we live in a really expensive place and people spending so much on things that they don't really need and then they don't know why they can't travel or do other things. But if you just spend a little less on things you don't need, and then spending on things that you really want. How do you feel less of a tourist in a, a new area? So I think it's, uh, feeling like a tourist is always, it's always a little ostracizing and it's hard to not feel like a tourist in a place that you've never been or a place especially where you don't speak the language. But I think there's also a difference between a person who is traveling and a person who is touristing. And so you can seem like you're not from that place because there's gonna be times when you naturally don't look like you're from the place, you know? That you don't, you won't have to feel 
like you are a tourist because you won't you won't have to be doing touristy things. You won't be speaking loudly, not understanding a cultural uh, like. Or, or living in France, like so many Americans screaming about whether or not the bill would come fast enough, and it's like the French actually believe that they don't want to give you the bill because they want to let you sit there and they want to let you relax after you eat because that's like French culture. So Americans think, oh, well, French service is terrible and French service is like Americans are incredibly rude. And it's just like this lack of understanding in between them. So it's firstly giving a little research and reading up a little bit about the about the different traditions and what they do do, but also trying to live them and operate within those rather than operating as an American in that. So it's just researching, understanding, and also participating rather than making you, a lot of the times tourists make themselves ostracized by their own like practices. If you feel, if you're living the life of when in Rome, that when in Rome adage, if you're living the life there, you're gonna feel a hell of a lot less like a tourist than you would if you're just taking loads of pictures and stopping in the middle of the street. So it's a PSA to all tourists in New York, stop taking pictures and stopping in the middle of the street, so. We can't be responsible for for you getting hit by a car or being pushed over by people who work here. <laughs> but that is such a great point, Caitlin, because you have to do the research and whatever we have here in the U.S., that's why you travel, right? You don't travel to see the same thing. You travel to see different things, different cultures, different way of life. You don't go there to see the same thing. Might as well just stay home and save the money, right? So, Caitlin, how do you feel safe when you're in a new place and especially as a solo traveler? So I think it's incredibly important for solo travelers and travelers and specifically solo female travelers. Um, again, I think research is like the under, underlying element for everything. Um, knowing what neighborhoods you want to actually stay in. I think making sure when you're choosing your accommodation that you're choosing areas that are more bustling um, so that if you were to walk home at night, let's say, you don't feel unsafe. Um, I think it's recognizing also when when you're going out who to approach I always think it's a great it's a great uh, idea to stay in a hostel a young a youth hostel of some sort because they generally have their own um, little area for drinking that people go and meet in and as a, so I've, I've traveled solo to a few places and I go there and there are a couple other people who are one or two people themselves and they're always looking for more more friends and more people to go out with so looking for like-minded travelers obviously always keeping stranger danger in mind making sure you stay in the those groups, bigger groups, not walking by yourself in really desolate places would be a good start. But um, I guess like just making sure that in every moment, if you ever feel unsafe, to get out of that situation because I think there's a lot of doubt or self-doubt where we say like, oh, well, just because I feel unsafe doesn't mean it actually is unsafe. Like, trust your gut. Uh, you're a lot smarter than you think you are sometimes. And if you feel uncomfortable, make sure you get yourself out of there. I, you know, taking a taxi or an Uber or whatever as car service available there instead of walking places if you just feel like it's just not the right street. I think always trust your instincts. Stay in groups if you can. Stay in more crowded places. And if you are going out to meet people, do so in crowded places versus in incredibly desolate, like poorly lit spots. But also understanding that you're never going to get anywhere if you're a little too afraid to say hello. So, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's going to be circumstantial from place to place, but trust your instincts, do your research, and have an amazing time within your own limits. <laughs> 
most of it is also common sense. You really need to do that, especially if in, you're in a new and foreign place. If you don't feel comfortable, get the hell out of there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caitlin, for giving us all of these incredible tips. You have definitely learned so many lessons from traveling and so excited uh, for you to also tell us about your new digital issue with Elite Daily. So can you tell us about Out of Here? So Out of Here is a large, okay, so it's an issue that's comprised of several different packages, but it's mostly focused on traveling. So we have the Wanderer Bus series, uh, which is 45 different city guides across six different continents that basically spans the range of what to pack, what to what people wear out, um, what money you should bring, if you should bring cash, credit cards, where to take the best Instagram pic, etc. So really head to toe comprehensive uh, city guides, but we're also it also includes uh, Destination Slay, which is a city themed, uh, well it's like a diverse city themed fashion shoot, how to dress for each place you're at, like the different vibes and style and what people wear out. But there's also This Girl I Met, which is a series that details 10 different women in 10 different uh, countries talking to 10 different women from those countries about their experience and asking them the same 10 questions and seeing their answers and how they span across the world. Like everything from do you believe in love to what's the biggest issue you have with your parents right now. So kind of trying to explore, I mean like having strangers approach strangers and making new friends but also exploring a little bit deeper on the cultural levels and recognizing the differences between us but also the freaky similarities between all of our, our problems with our parents across the globe. I mean, I think that's I think that's the the full package as well. So I mean, like it's got everything travel related. It's beautiful. It's fun to look at, and we're continually adding to them um, with different budgets and different cities. So if if you're traveling somewhere cool and you want to also participate, you're free to send an email over to info at Elite Daily or on the submittable page. So you can make your own city guide and tell us a little about the place you're you're living in. What a great tip, Caitlin. I'm so excited for this and I can't wait to see all the answers that the women are actually getting from one another. So I can't even imagine what the answers are going to be like from all of these different cultures. This is so exciting. So if our listeners want to know more about you and what you're doing, where can they find you? They can find me on any of my social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, KCalls. It's K-C-A-W-L-Z, you know like grown up and professional um, or you can check out EliteDelay.com Bustle.com Romper.com um, and all of our individual social media platforms where I sometimes do takeovers so uh, hit me up I'm pretty fun you can follow me on Instagram wouldn't mind a few more followers um, but yeah you can I'm pretty accessible just like travel so <laughs> I love it Caitlin thank you so much I really appreciate all of these tips that you gave us and we will definitely check it out because this is up our alley for sure <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Caitlin make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com again that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview with Caitlin where she shares how choosing passion over paycheck is crucial to your success hey offbeat family i really appreciate you listening to this episode i would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast suggestions on guests topics we can discuss or maybe you just want to be friends why don't we chat some more on facebook at the ob life or send me a message at hello at the offbeat i can't wait to hear from you